you would have told me that I would become a group fitness instructor, I would have said, no, I'm not signing up for that. My name is Brandy Gaynor. So I was living in India, really just kind of neglected my health. And I just began praying, well, how do I do this? I then was introduced to Revelation Wellness. I was like, other people need this, and I want to share it with others. Living here in Red Hill, my hope was that someone else would rise up. I said yes and decided to take this crazy leap. It wasn't until I attended Brandy's classes, she turned to me one day and said, you know, you could do this too. So I started going, okay, God, why does she keep saying this? I'm actually seeing the hope happen right now. I love partnering with RevWell to take the gospel to the mission. Hey Revelation Wellness, this is Aaron, one of the team members here, and I have some exciting news. November 17th, we're releasing our very first ever documentary. It's called To the Ends of the Earth, Spreading the Gospel in the United Kingdom. And it showcases how God is moving powerfully through our Revelation Wellness ambassadors. The documentary is premiering on YouTube on Friday, November 17th at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This documentary is a reminder that we're a ministry that God has called to the ends of the earth. And with every instructor, every podcast, every RevWell TV video, every program, and every resource offered, it's our goal to share the love of Jesus worldwide. And one of the very specific ways we do that is through our Revelation Wellness Ambassadors. You will not want to miss this documentary. We've seen it and we're speechless. It's only through our Revelation Wellness donors that this is possible. So please join us on YouTube for the video premiere and would you consider becoming a monthly partner on mission with us? All the links are in the show notes, so swipe up to join us to see how God is moving. Wow, friends, we've got so much goodness going on here at Revelation Wellness, and it just keeps going as we get to welcome back our friend and Food Network TV personality, Artie Securia. She's sitting down with Elisa to talk about why cooking can be a holy call to rest. She's one of our favorites and sure to be one of yours too. So press play on this episode and learn how to unwind in the kitchen. Revelation Wellness, friends, I get to be with a today. Artie Sakira was on the list. I woke up this morning, Artie, and I was like, oh, this is a good day. <laughs> good, I'm glad. I'm glad to be that for your day. I know, me too. Yay. All right, y'all. Artie wrote another book, her second book. It is called Unwind, a devotional cookbook for the harried and the hungry. Artie, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. Yeah, we chose that. I cannot tell you how many different versions of the title we went through, as I'm sure you've been through with your own books. It's hard. Yeah. yeah. What, were some my, other, what were some other titles? So my original title and the one that I still am really connected to was Evensong. But Evensong is, we felt like the concern was that people wouldn't understand what that meant. And then right. would sort of then, you know, in the hurry of everyone's day, then just kind of scroll by. But for me, Evensong was so significant because, you know, back in the day, um, and even like my mother's generation and her mother's generation, the day was marked by church bells. And the church bells would tell you in the Catholic tradition what prayer you should be praying. And one of them was Evensong, and it was around, you know, sunset. And it was a call to church or wherever you were to stop and pray 
and give thanks. And um, I just love that idea. And I, and so now as I'm writing a cookbook that is aimed at finding the holiness in the mundane to me, that cooking hour is our present day even song. It is available oh, okay. to us to see it that way, right? To see it instead of seeing it as I do and have for so long, um, recently at least, seen it as a moment of burden and doing yet another thing and yet another mundane thing that I just did yesterday and will probably do tomorrow. <laughs> to see it as a moment of sacred connection, to see it as a moment of restoration and reconnection and sort of, you know, walking into the kitchen and saying, Lord, I, I'm coming in here empty, or actually I'm coming in here with a whole lot of stuff. I'm not empty. I'm weighed down. And mm-hmm. this is a moment for for connection and for God to sort of speak into those places and to have an even song moment. And for me, that transformed this moment of burden into a moment of holiness. And that changed how I looked at the dinner hour way more than everything else that I tried, which was meal prepping, meal planning, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You know, I think when you, we we bring the supernatural into these natural moments that feel like drudgery, that's when we can really see what God's made of. Because I think that some of us are like waiting for the huge miracles and these little daily miracles actually keep us going way more, you know? Yeah. I sit here and I listen to you and every time I get with you, especially when you start to talk about food, <laughs> like, you know, me, I, I'm it's still, everyone assumes, oh, she's the health girl. So she must be fixing all her meals and propping and, you know, shopping at Whole Foods every day, making sure yeah. she gets all the, I am not that person with food. I have to be uh, deliberate about what I do with food and think about it. And I need a joy for it. And I think, so you kind of giving me this, I always get inspired when I'm around you to go, oh, yes, honey. It holy. It is holy yeah. just as much, maybe vice versa. Cause what you're saying, I'm like, there are people who need to approach their health, like their body to like, as a mm-hmm. sacred moment, I'm coming here empty or I'm coming here really full on. I don't know. Is, can this be an even song moment of offering myself as a living sacrifice? But see, when mm-hmm. it comes to cooking, we're often cooking for others. Yeah. Right. We're often, so it's this, oh, where I think yeah. for our body, we can feel like it's quote self-care. I know how much you love that word. Whoa, how <laughs> could you? It's been 10 minutes. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> well, self-care. It's actually so true. Self-care, forget it. Soul care, yes. Yep. And to care yep. for your body yep. and to care for the table is mm-hmm. a soul care kind of thing. Yeah. So I love that. Okay. So mm-hmm. did you come to this epiphany recently? Like was that you said, this is what you wanted to write the book. Like when did you get to this moment of walk me through the real time moment of I have, I need a new attitude and that, how did you shift it? Literally practical, you know, our audience, they're like, tell me how tips, how, 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 I mean, that's why, listen, I'm a very practical person. You know, this, um, Mm -hmm. in our friendship together. And so that's Mm -hmm. why I wrote the book the way that I did. So, um, the backstory is that, um, About 10 years ago, I was shopping at this Indian market on the west side of LA where I always buy all my spices. And the lady that owns it, Vibha, auntie, I would never not call her auntie. Oh, so sweet. (laughs) Yeah. She had told me that she always prayed before she cooked. And in fact, she taught her cooks to do the same thing because there was a restaurant. Wow. 
And I said, uh, hmm, okay, interesting that you pray before you cook, right? Because we pray before we eat. And wow. um, she said, she's Hindu. And she said, I said, well, what do you pray for? And she said that I would be a pure and clear vessel for God to touch the people who are going to eat the food that I make. Wow. Come on. And that that was 10 years ago. And it's been at this slow simmer ever since, especially because, you know, and I know some people listening are like, I don't relate to this at all. Food Cooking is my sanctuary. It's my peace. It's, you know, I pour a glass of wine or I put on worship music or whatever it is. And this is how I unwind. Um, and I, yes, that's how it was for me. 10 years, you know, 15 it years ago. It was like it was. that. And then cooking became also my work, you know? And so now making dinner wasn't just about putting food on the table, connecting with my family. It's also, there's this unsaid pressure of like, food needs to be this kind of way. And dinner needs to look like this TikTok trend or whatever it is. And mm. all of that was weighing me down. And I think everybody comes into the kitchen with some version of baggage, right? Yeah. And yeah. Um, yeah. some sense of what the expectation of what dinner should look like. What I try to tell people is, whether your dinner is the beef curry that is my favorite that I've won, you know, that I ask for every time I go home, or it's a bowl of granola, the baggage that you're walking in with is the same. Oof. It's how are you walking out of the kitchen, you know, and how are you then transferring that bowl of food to the table to the people that you're going to now minister to? Because that's what you're doing. And so I felt like if I didn't deal with all the mess that I and then guess what? I brought all the mess to the table. Table. Yes. And I and couldn't the expectations. be there. Yes. And I couldn't be there for my kids, for my husband. You know what I mean? I'm still all wrapped up in my own stuff. So that's why the book, and in case anyone's looking, look how pretty. Yes, it? put it up because I'm in New York. I, I didn't pack the book. Arnie. It's okay. Didn't it's all right. <laughs> She's beautiful, guys. She's beautiful. Heart, cover inside once again yeah. did it again it's devotional y'all like it's devotional so, so that's the, the thing book. yeah okay so i did it with my friends at dayspring who make beautiful beautiful things they right really yeah. and so um what they helped me come up with all the things that we're walking into the kitchen with and all the needs right so mm -hmm. every devotion starts with for example this one says when you need faith when you need yes. joy, when you need peace, when you need encouragement, when you need to celebrate, when things are going well. And then there's a devotion that I wrote with the help of my friends at Dayspring and my husband, <laughs> but I wrote it. Brandon, you yes, did. Brandon I was, was amazing. about the writing, because the writing is amazing. I mean, you're a great speaker. Oh, you thanks. have lang linguistic language. You know how to do it, but writing, <laughs> does that come easy for you? Well, it's funny because when I was a teenager, um, I was just telling my husband this. I had an English teacher and a history teacher tell me that I was not a good writer. You too? Me too. Me too. I know. Isn't that crazy? I have my own scarring story, but it's almost as if you know you were marked for something. Yeah. And there was a pushback. The enemy, that lies. Something. Me. Yeah. Something, something overcame that and didn't pay attention to it. I mean, mm -hmm. I think it's that I'm, I'm not a patient person or writer. <laughs> So, you know, that's why I went into TV news, Elisa, because yeah, it's bullet points. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Just tell me the who, what, where, and why. You know what I mean? <laughs> but writing a devotion, you can't do that. In a way, yeah. it is because you do have to synthesize these ideas into a shorter right. essay, which I like. It's what I like to write. It's what I like to read. And so the writing process was desperately difficult. 
I'm mm-hmm. the, this whole book, I'm not going to lie. It was desperately difficult because I was writing it with every single person that might open it in mind. I mean, I really was like, yes. I want to be helpful. I want yes. this to really help people touch them, change the way they look at the kitchen, change the way yes. they look at their lives. Because guess what? If you can change the way that you walk into the kitchen, when you are probably at your worst, you are hungry, you are tired, you are yeah. desperate. These are the, that's the moment when it's very hard to control your tongue and your temper and all those things, at least for me, yes. at least for me. Yes. So if I can change how I am in the kitchen at five o'clock, then guess what? I can change how I approach doing another load of laundry, going into another hard meeting, working on an impossible project, you know, all of these things, because I'm already in the practice of yes, asking the practice. Lord to come in. You just so, said the word. Yes. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. every one of the devotions starts with when you need, and then there's a devotion about that topic. And then there's a recipe attached to that devotion that plays off an idea or a word picture or even a verse that I've referenced mm-hmm. in the devotion. So that basically you could read the devotion and then still be rolling it over in your mind as you make the recipe. As you're cooking. It's yeah. really brilliant. I, oh, thanks. Your first, book, your first book was more uh, like a, I, remember, I still have it, like for writing recipes and handing it down to Right. Oh yeah. The recipe journal, like yeah, recipe journal. But so this one though, the devotionals, like I can hear your voice feels like a friend. It gives people something to meditate on. There's a scripture verse Mm -hmm. with every, every devotional. And that's something that people could be connecting to with their tired heart or their, I don't really want to do this spirit, but it can hopefully shift it. I Love it. Yes. There's, <laughs> I was looking at chat, you know, you have like 60 different, it's 60 different recipes, right? Or something like 50. that. 50, 50 different recipes. Artie, do you sit down and do all those recipes? Oh yeah. No, I wrote every single recipe and, um, wow. and then tested it. And I had two recipe testers help me as well to make sure that they work. Um, it was a whole process. I mean, that's the thing about this book in particular is writing a cookbook is hard enough. But writing a devotional cookbook is, you know, twice the effort and different parts, parts of your brain. You know what I mean? The sort of more prosaic side and then the more practical, you know, how do I make this gravy work side? So (laughs) it was tough. It was really tough, but it was worth it. I'm so proud of it and um, so hopeful that it can really help some people. I believe it will and does. How long did it take for you from conception to finish? Um, we, we did this so fast. I mean, I think I was writing, I knew, I know I was doing recipes through the holiday season of 2022, right? Yes. And then I was writing devotionals before that. So, and so I had to have it done by, I think like February or end of January of this year so that they had time to like, they they turned it around pretty fast Fast. though. Cause most, most will take up to a year to turn it fast. Yeah. Wow. You've been a busy girl. You've been I know. recipes, writing devotionals. So how does it feel now that it's done? Has it, has there been a different shift of pace in your kitchen and your, even in that, that pressing time of writing and, you know, stretching yourself to take, hear from the Lord and share, like what's the rhythm felt like? Um, you know, I think that I still find myself forgetting to do it. <laughs> I mean, I love just, you. Ding, ding. Right. It's true. It's true. We write I still, 
I mean, I, I could tell you all the answers, but that's, I think that's the value of having something. That's why I loved that Dayspring was like, let's make it really beautiful so it can sit on the counter and sit as a reminder to all of yeah. us, you know, yeah. hey, God is in the small things too, you know? And yeah. so that has felt, um, it has been good to remember that I can do that. And it can be as a small a prayer as Lord, can you just make this turn out well to as huge a prayer as, you know, I, I just don't see the point <laughs> of this day yes. or whatever it is that you're yes. putting me through. And, um, yes. and he, he will meet both of those, both of those prayers and everything in between, you know? So it's, it's been, it's been good. It's, it's, you know, it's like you, it's like you've had the, you made the baby and then you birthed a baby and now you're in the sort of uh, sharing the baby with everybody stage. Mm -hmm. Do you like the baby? Do you think the baby's cute? Oh, I get it. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But it's great. You, you wrote this, you wrote folding my hands in prayer before I put my hand to the skillet, open my eyes to the truth that I'm not alone. What if in the same way I take a deep breath when I walk into the sanctuary of a church, I allowed for a moment of stillness. Could I then see this preparation of the evening meal as a kind of even song that evening service of yore, when families everywhere would stop as the sunset to turn their eyes toward heaven and give thanks for a day of good and bad, hard and joyful, because in the end, it's all good because it all came from the Father. How would that change the way I looked at the evening meal? Tell me more about that. Ooh. You know, it's so funny how I just got goosebumps from that. I said, it's the spirit. Yeah. It is. I mean, there's, there are so many passages in this where I go, did I write that? <laughs> you did, you did, but you didn't. I know. I can't yeah. believe it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I can't believe it. It sort of feels like I'm reading somebody else's writing and that, that is very encouraging to me that, um, that <laughs> the girl that was told she couldn't write is now for some reason able to write things like that. Yeah. I, you know, I think, and that's the whole story, even through what I was saying there is that we can accomplish and overcome and do so much, uh, that we don't think is possible. And if we can see it in these small things, every dinner, every breakfast, whatever, mm -hmm. I think it just sort of, it, it gets your mind churning and burning and getting your imagination going for what it is that God is doing in the rest of your life or in your family's life or in the, mm -hmm. gosh, I mean, what's happening in the world at the moment. You know what I mean? We got to, mm -hmm. it, it's, it's, um, you know, it's, <laughs> my mom wanted to be a nun and then she, met, then she met my dad. Or was it the other way around? She met my dad. Then she wanted to become a nun. No, this is the, <laughs> it was the first one. It was the first one. <laughs> um, you know, and I think that some of that is this idea of like, well, you know, if I would just devote my entire life to serving the Lord and reading about the Lord and doing all of that stuff. Um, and there's almost a sense of like, you could escape the craziness of the world by becoming a monk or a nun. But I think actually you probably... <clears throat> It's, it's such a great practice because you're in this, that's what I, I love about the even song. And even like when I grew up in the Middle East, there was a call to prayer, right? It was a Muslim country. And so the Imam would go into the mosque and there would be a call to prayer like five mm -hmm. times a day. Just this reminder of like, hey, hey, don't get too caught up in your own nonsense. True. Right. Get down on right. your knees and remember reflection. reflection. Yeah. And so um, that's sort of, that, that has been, you know, and the other thing that I think that I learned the most from 
studying and writing these devotions is, you know, when you need peace, when you need hope, when you need courage, the difficult thing was that it was always, you find it in Jesus, you find it in Jesus, you find it in the Lord, you find it in God, you find it in the Holy Spirit and finding 50 different ways to say that. Yes. It all points the same. You're saying the same thing, 50 different ways. Yeah. But it, uh, but it, it really set that in stone for me. And I'm hoping that as you know, people read this, it sets in it in stone for them and sits as a reminder that all these things that we need, that we feel like I, I have no peace right now. It's available in you. Please be my peace. You are my peace. You know what I mean? Just help me like catch up to the truth of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you do when you don't feel this? Like you feel like you're not living out your book. Cause that's true, right? Yeah. You write the yeah. thing. And then we're, we're like, I'm I wrote a book on it and I'm still trying to find my joy or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. What do you do in that space? I think I go back to the basics. If I'm feeling like, you know, just recently, honestly, you know, you and I were talking through it. I was on the road for two and a half months. And so that means that my rhythm of getting up, making my coffee, pulling the Bible off the shelf, going to work out, you know, these sorts of things Mm -hmm. completely shattered. Mm-hmm. which then was a very good test of like, okay, well, how connected are you? You know what I mean? Is it about the rhythm or is it really about your connection? So um, mm-hmm. then when I got home and I was sort of recovering from all of that, I was really feeling very disconnected. And mm-hmm. and I felt really out of control of everything that was I was trying to juggle. And I just, again, went you know, was praying about it. And again, the Lord was like, how many times do I have to tell you and give you this word picture, my darling girl of a, of a mother duck with all her crazy baby ducks all around her. And she goes quack, quack, and they snap into formation and go where she goes. And so for me, (laughs) the message was, if you would just put me first, if you would go back to basics, spend time with me, it doesn't even necessarily have to be reading 13 chapters of the Bible. Right. <laughs> it's right. spending five minutes of complete and utter Mary like surrender. Yeah. His feet. Everything else sort of comes into formation behind that. And so that's what I've been kind of coming back to and going, okay, even if I don't feel it, I will not give up because um, the truth is not my feelings. And, um, so I need to fight. This is how I fight is by Mm. continuing to come back to the word and continuing to sit in silence and just Mm. keep going because it's not a one day battle. And if there is an enemy of our souls and there is, then of course he would want to discourage you. And of course he'd want to get in the middle of your relationship. It's like, you know, a bad boyfriend, like just trying, Hey, 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 what's up? Hey, 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 you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, Instagram. Check Instagram. Oh my gosh. The worst. The worst. The worst. <laughs> the worst. And it's actually really cheeky. Even today I was on it and there was like, you know, a pastor saying, if you want to know what you're addicted to, he didn't have to say anything else. I put my phone down. I was like, that's right. I got to go. 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 Oh my gosh. What is the hardest practice for you? What's, what's in your spiritual walk? What's the hard practice that you that you get going and you know, it's like, man, this feeds me. And then it slips away. Um, well, it's twofold. I think one is just making the time and sort of feeling like if it doesn't happen in the way that in my head it needs to happen, then that's like it's cooking not a meal. Worth- 
yeah, then it's not worth trying at all. So for example, you know, I'm like, okay, well, first things first, then that means that I need to do my quiet time first thing in the morning. Okay. Well, if it doesn't happen, does that mean that quiet time at lunchtime doesn't make any impact? No, Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. do what you can and just keep fighting. Right. Yeah. So that's, that has been a hard one is, is putting first things first. Cause frankly, there's a, I can justify a lot of reasons to do other things first. Hmm. Well, it would make sense to put that load in the laundry right now. So then it's going while I'm doing while I do my quiet time. Well, oh gosh, but then I do that. And I realize that the whites need to be separated. Then that's it. That's it. So first things first. Martha, So much Martha. There's so much Martha in me. So much Martha. So much. And me and me, I get it. This is legit. The biggest battle is to fight for the merry heart, the posture of, can I just have five minutes with him? I was just listening to, I was actually here in New York city and went to church. Do you know who John Tyson is? Church of the city, New York. I only know because you posted it and I started listening to the podcast. Get out of it. So I was at church this Sunday and uh, he talked about, he's doing discipleship formation and he actually ended up talking about he's trying to get his body in shape right now. He's like trying to take care of his health. He's talking about high intensity interval training. He's like, have you ever heard of this? Do you all, he's like, I know you all know, but I just learned about this. He's like, and it's rocking me that it's better to do 10 minutes of all out intense mm. and intentional movement than for me to lumber around for 30 minutes trying to run or you know do a marathon. He's like, it's changing my life. So he kind of said, that's that's what we need, even in our walk with Jesus. Like, he doesn't need a lot. Can I have your full attention and mm-hmm. have an intensity of heartburn with me for just a little bit of time? Well, remember that you helped me get to that conclusion. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. So for anybody listening, Elisa has been helping me uh, very kindly, very generously, helping me sort of synthesize, you know, what is Jesus saying about my life? But what does that also mean about how I treat my body? Right. And yes. so, yeah. And sort of making, reconnecting my head and my, to my body as opposed yes. to that's, that's my body walking around there that I have no control over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, she's to- a problem. Yeah, she's a problem. I got to fix her. I got to rein her in all of those sorts of things. No, (laughs) she is me. She is me. So yeah. Why did I bring that up? Oh yeah. So, and I have this like sort of chronic lower back pain. Mm -hmm. And so after having two C-sections and I think you had texted me and you said, Hey, that's how I hear it. Hey, how you doing? Is that how you hear me in your head? That's how I hear it. That's I how I hear it. Okay. okay. And it's a good thing. It's a good thing. It's like, it'll cut through the noise. Hey, how you doing? Elisa's, Elisa's texting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how's your body feeling? And I said, well, you know, my back still hurts. And he's like, okay, well, close your eyes, breathe, and then ask the Holy Spirit what that pain might be telling you. Yeah. And I, I did it. I was like, she's crazy. I'll do it. And I did it. And then I felt the impression upon me, hey, if you could give me five minutes a day for five days straight, just see what I can do for you. That's how, that's how I had, just see what I can do for you. It was a challenge. You know what I mean? And I was like, and I texted that back to you and you were like, okay, great. Can't wait to support you in that. (laughs) Yeah. Let me know how that goes since the Holy Spirit gave it to you. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I will tell you that because in my mind, I was, my Martha brain was like, that's not enough. That's not enough. Five minutes. What, what, what does that do for him? That's not honoring to him. 
You know what I mean? He deserves so much more than that. And and mm -hmm. I think we all feel that way. It's like, well, if we can't give him an hour and a half, <laughs> then why even bother? I love you. And I will tell you that in those five minutes, he did an hour and a half's worth of work. Five minutes of just quiet. I didn't say anything. Oof. I just sat there and I just felt all this space and all this yes, opening and, and all this lifting and just that's what I needed because yeah for me I don't I don't give myself five minutes of quiet very often there's always something playing something in my head playing something literally playing something sizzling I'm always making cappuccinos so there's that sound so there's just a lot of sound and a lot of noise and Input. he's like yeah I need five minutes with you and it's going to make a huge difference I believe it and I, you know, then I remember borrowing from someone else talking about that's God's generosity and his kindness and his sweetness mm -hmm. to us that he's like, I know I deserve more. Listen, I am not confused about what I deserve. Amen. <laughs> I am yes, secure in my I, value. Exactly. Yeah. I, God's I know what I deserve. <laughs> um, I also know you. And I love yeah. you and I'll take oh. the five minutes. I'll take oh. the five minutes. That's just my generosity towards you. And yeah. so I keep coming back to that when it, when I was talking about going back to basics, I even just did it this morning. I mean, I've been getting up oh, at like four in the morning and just racked with sadness and anxiety and just being disturbed by everything that's happening in the world. I grew up in the Middle East. So I think there's like something yes. in me that's yes. still very attached to what's going on. And yes, just already. being so broken about it and trying to make sense of it and trying to go, well, here are the people I grew up with and here's what I understand now and trying to deal with that and going, Lord, I need your peace and I'm not getting it. And still, you know, mm. this morning I just was like, okay, I'm doing five minutes of quiet. I'm not going to, I'm not asking you to explain everything to me and I'm not, I'm just doing five minutes of quiet. And it was amazing. Yeah. It yeah. is already, I feel like if, remember back in like the nineties when people, we started buying water in a bottle and everyone's like, why are we buying water in a bottle? It was like, you just get out of the tap. Right. <laughs> but now I'm like, wow, that's actually better water. Yeah. And now we sell water. I feel like if I could sell quiet, mm -hmm. I'd be a millionaire. If I could you would. bottle quiet and give it to you, could you take this for five minutes? Could you like, and look at us now, look what you just did. We, we all walk around with our oh water my bottles. We don't leave home without the water. We never. This isn't. This isn't tap water, Lisa. No, of course not. Of course. No, but this is right. It's very curated, purposeful it water. Has a pH of nine point five. Thank you very much. <laughs> so I'm on the pH one. I love my pH one. <laughs> no, but all that to say, I'm like, mm -hmm. if we carried around with us packs of silence, like, oh, it's time for me yes. to take my five minutes of silence. I. It is the antidote to. I mean, we might not start, well, we, it would have rippled out because we'd be peaceful people with the presence mm -hmm. of God, not hurting ourselves and potentially being less hurting of others and it yeah. would ripple out. But it, I, I, it, it's so boring and people go just silence. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so simple. It's such a tactic of the enemy to well, steal it from us. Yeah. And you know, and that it, it sort of still comes back to the cookbook because that's what I'm asking people to do, right? Take, Correct. Join me in taking the five minutes of silence before you go on to the yet another thing on your list to do, which is to make dinner, right? And you're trying to get through it as quick as possible. Oh, good. Um, is whether we are willing to recognize it or not, we need it. We need the silence, whether we're willing to say it or not. 
it's the same. We need the water. It doesn't have to be 9.5. We we need the water, whether we want to recognize it or not. I have a daughter that does not like the taste of water. And I'm like, sorry, sister, you got to drink it. You just, your body needs it. You will die without it. Mm-hmm. You will die without it. And same with sleep and same with good food and things like that. I think it's the same with silence and and having a connection to God. It is that vital. Um, yeah. The simple things feel like they're getting ripped off from us. Simple. It things. feels like we don't, we, we haven't we evolved past it? Haven't I evolved Ooh. past needing my five minutes yes. of quiet? You know what I mean? Um, or evolved aren't... around evolved uh, from sitting around a table and and being intentional about a meal. Like that yeah. was a thing for our ancestors. Us now, it's just an inconvenient. Yeah. And it is, it's again, it's like, you know, as it, it is to me, so very, has all the hallmarks of like a God stamp on it. Yeah. That as, as the things that threaten our peace and connection to God, get more and more sophisticated. I mean, look at how sophisticated this little hand computer is, right? As these things become more and more sophisticated, the things that we fight back with are just as quote unquote rudimentary and simplistic as they ever were, right? It doesn't have to get more complicated than that. In a way, Mm. it actually has to go back to basics again. You know what I mean? Both Mm -hmm. in our physical body and our spiritual Mm -hmm. body, right? Mm -hmm. So- giving yourself more sleep, giving yourself more silence, giving yourself time in the sun, putting your feet in the grass, maybe taking a cold plunge or two. Oh (laughs) gosh, no. Did you see my video of my Instagram? I did a cold plunge recently and I literally was in labor. (laughs) Labor pains. Okay. Here's what I decided though. Here's what I said. And then I'll wrap it up. (laughs) Detour. I do not like cold plunging where you like slide into something. I just want to jump into something. Yes. Yeah. And they have that. That's how I've done cold plunges or it's like a well and you jump in it. Oh, yeah. It's oh, done. I love that. Yeah. God, it's head to toe bank. Yeah. Sliding into putting, If I just put my toe into it. No. I'm out. I just no. freak out. I, have so to, I, kind do of, I do it violently. I go and then foot, foot, butt, back of the head. No. I go the by the whole... time my foot, but my foot hits, everything's going to shut down. No, I'm like, you can't stop now. You can't stop now. You can't, you just got to keep going. And, and, you know, I actually had heard something about how, you know, if you get your head in there, it actually makes it easier to deal with it for the rest of the time. Cause I guess, you know, the heat is in your head. And yeah. so I, I don't actually understand the mechanisms of it, but all of that to say, you know, I do think that. I think that that's why (laughs) I think it sort of started with paleo and then it just keeps going that we're just going more and more quote unquote primal, right? Like we're eating all the, we're eating all the organs, we're spending time outside where, you know, we're doing all these ancient, ancient things because we're like, Mm -hmm. this is too much. We've gone too Mm -hmm. far now. Um, Mm -hmm. And I, I think that, you know, I'll say this because I know we have to wrap up, but when I was, um, I opened up a book on Ayurvedic medicine and cooking. Medicine, love it. And so, Ayurvedic medicine, for people who are not familiar, is like Indian from the country, the nation of India, medicine. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is based on what you eat, when you eat, and you know herbs and supplements and things like that. So, 
This woman was saying that, yes, all of that matters, but even the chopping of the vegetables when you're making dinner is medicine to our, our bodies because mm. it slows you down. It's yes. meditative. You take deep yes. breaths. Uh, yes. For me, it's like you're taking the sort of the chaos of these ingredients and making them very orderly so they all cook at the same time. And mm. all of that is available to us, you know, but I think that because we've now packed our lives with so much, we're like, so well, what could this possibly do? What could this possibly do for me? And I'm not saying don't buy the pre-cut vegetables, do what you need to do, friend. Mm. But I'm just saying, what are you shortcutting? What are you shortchanging <laughs> yourself on mm. by not smashing the garlic and cutting it up yourself? Please don't buy the jarred mm. garlic. Please, guys, please don't buy the minced jarred garlic. That's a, one thing. It's like literally 50 cents. It's 50 cents for a bulk of garlic. Please, please. Please, it's, please, please. It's so different. <laughs> okay, Artie, I'm going to make a public commitment here. <gasps> and then you get to hold me accountable. Yes. You ready? I'm so I mean, excited. When you, when you have time. <laughs> so the Lord's doing stuff in my marriage right now. Some good stuff. Mm, like, you good. know, things. Yeah. And... I felt convicted by the Holy Spirit to make Simon one, like I do cook, but it's like, I'm not, it's just yeah, like, oh, get it done. Like one yeah. intentional meal. Oh, keep going. <laughs> keep going. I want to say a month. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I, 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 I'm going to say a week, but if I get a month, I'll be good. But I'm going to, I want to go for a mm -hmm. week, but. Uh, and I'm, I, your cookbook is amazing. Like the, I just oh. I can see the pictures too. Oh yeah. So here, I'll show one here in case people can. Show them. It, that's some beautiful, I have questions yeah. on how they even do the photography. I had, and I, that's a deal, an incredible, right? Yeah. Incredible. Oh, those, those donuts, your daughters love those. Yeah. Where is this? The matcha or the, or, the, matcha. Or the matcha? Yeah. They love those. Yeah. Anyway. So I want to. And I do feel like it's meditational when it's intentional back to intention and intensity. Like this matters mm -hmm. right here, mm -hmm. right now. So mm -hmm. I, I want to do that for my, give that, give that effort because it's been yeah. stolen this time back to time. Like I'm like, oh, but I can do a five o'clock zoom call meeting call. Oh, then yeah. just forget it. Where yeah. I know if I'm going to have, if I'm going to cook a meal, I'm going to, I don't want to rush. I want to back it out and my work day transition, mm -hmm. not mm -hmm. feel like it's, so I will be using your cookbook. Okay. Devotionals. All right. And, and all the recipes I can do. So you can check in on me on that. And I'll I can't wait. <laughs> you He's know. gonna love it. He's gonna love well, it. Yeah. Oh, all right. Oh, I love you. And I love um, you. I uh, three fast, fun questions before you go. I want to just okay. know if it's changed, let people know. Favorite way to move your body. Ooh, well, I started doing F45. And I really doing love it, it. For like a year, right? It's been about a year I, now. Has it? Oh gosh. I feel like it has. I it's been like it has. a long time. And, um, and I really love it. Yeah. I love having like someone that. else. Well, I like that it's 45 minutes. So there's mm -hmm. a, there's a restriction on the time. Mm -hmm. I like that I go in and somebody else is in charge and I don't have mm -hmm. to put things out or put them away. Mm -hmm. Um, and I like that I, it, every single workout is different. So I don't ever feel complacent. I'm yeah. challenged every single time. You go three days a week. So I've been doing two, but I was just talking to Bren last night about it's time. 
I'm getting, I feel, for three. I feel it. Is Bren yeah. going two now? Bren going Bren's two? going four days a week. He wakes up at five in the morning to hit the six o'clock class. It's amazing. Didn't he just start that recently? Mm-hmm. Then at 45? Wow. Mm-hmm. With me. We Look started at the same guys. time. Yeah. So it's, it's, I love it. I love it. I'm also doing, of course, my uh, revelation wellness restoration classes in between. Yes. Yes. Rev yeah. on the mats. Yep. Yes. That's yeah. today actually on my schedule. Um, and then, and then um, it's while it's still uh, walkable outside, trying to get my walks in. Yeah. Let's go for a walk and talk soon. I would love that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I want to do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then favorite apparel, athletic apparel that you wear these days? Um, favorite I'm leggings, favorite still, bra top, yeah. favorite. You know, I'm still looking for a bra for the bigger ladies. So I am listening. Yeah, we're if anybody bigger ladies. Let us know. Hit us up on the Instagrams. There's been a lot of jumping at the old F45 recently. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to hurt somebody is what I'm going to say about that. So I could use some help. <laughs> You're funny. Um, I'm still, I still love my old Navy leggings. I still really love okay. them. And I'm still okay. doing the sort of barefoot minimal shoes, but I'm starting to rethink those. See previous thing about jumping. So <laughs> I feel like I might need some more support. I actually was going to text you about that. Yeah. So um, yeah. Still okay. the old navy leggings, man. I still like them. And then coffee, tea, kombucha, or matcha. Go. Coffee. It's back. Espresso. Back. Espresso. Back. <laughs> All right, everyone. We love Artie. And you can get her book at any place, Amazon. But also Amazon. Dayspring. You send them yes. to the Dayspring website. Tell them what's going on in Dayspring. So you can go to my website and you can find everything there. Just go artisequera.com. But if you go to the Dayspring website, we've also collaborated on a line of products. So there's a beautiful apron, a cookbook stand, measuring cups. And there's one last mm. thing I can't remember right now. Oh, uh, relish trays. Um, mm. And every single one of those has a little either verse or phrase that will help you remember that God is in the small things too. Oh um, and they're all sort of in my trademark, like bright colors, textures, yellow. all that stuff. Yellow, yellow, color. yellow orange, beautiful yeah. color. Thank you. And you're going to be on QVC. And I'm launching a line with QVC very shortly. I can't say more than that, but it's Can't happening. say more. Okay. <laughs> I want to know. I want to know when you're on so I can, I can be one of those people that's become the number of sales. <laughs> I would love that. I <laughs> love it. All right. I love you. We'll talk soon and come write another book, come back or just come back anytime. I would love it. Friends, thanks for being here for this episode. Would you do us a favor and share it with a friend and rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts? And don't forget to join us for the release of To the Ends of the Earth, Spreading the Gospel in the United Kingdom, happening tomorrow, November 17th. And if you're listening to this after November 17th, head over to our YouTube channel to watch it there. You'll find the link in the show notes. See you on Monday with a new Revving the Word. Peace.